How bad is a grade three stress fracture? Well, that's what we're talking about today on the Doc on the Run podcast. Before we get started, I just want to mention that I've made something for you that I think you're going to find really helpful if you're listening to this episode. It's called the Stress Fracture Masterclass. And what it will do is it will help you understand how bad your stress fracture really is. You're going to learn the differences between stress response and stress reaction, stress fracture, and what all that really means to a recovering runner who wants to run. So check it out at the end of the episode. So the big question is this, how are runners like us who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. Now, today's episode actually comes from someone who wrote in with a question, and she said, I got an MRI just to give me the green light to resume training, and it showed a grade three stress reaction of the left tibia. Do you think I can run? Okay, well, that's a great question. Now, when you think about stress fractures, of course, when you hear that you have a stress fracture, you imagine that if you got an x-ray that there would be a crack in the bone. But when we grade stress fractures, there are five different grades of, of, of levels of injury. And this is what I talk about and what I lecture on at medical conferences several times a year. So I teach doctors about these differences so they can listen to runners like you and hopefully help you actually figure out how to get back to running a whole lot faster. A stress fracture we're taught in medical school is a teeny weeny little crack in the bone and it takes about six weeks to heal. So just tell people to quit doing stuff for about six weeks. Well, if it's a bone that you don't really need to use, that's fine. But if it's like your tibia or a metatarsal and you're trying to run, that's a real problem. It's real hard to run with one leg. So you've got to think about what this really means. Now, a grade one stress fracture is defined as where you have no crack in the bone, you have no pain, and you have something that shows up on imaging that indicates something is inflamed and irritated within the bone. What that means is that you get an MRI, you have inflammation within a bone, for example, your tibia. If you think you have shin splints and your doctor sends you for an MRI, and it's not the muscle or the covering of the bone or the tendons or the ligaments or any of the soft tissue that's irritated, but it's actually the bone itself, well, then you're diagnosed with a grade one stress fracture of the tibia. So that's not shin splints. That is what I call a stress reaction. If it's painful, it's a grade two stress fracture, and that's what I call a stress reaction. If you have no pain, but you have this inflammation that shows up because you got an MRI for something else, well, then that's different. And when that happens, if you don't have pain, but you have inflammation on your MRI, that's a grade one stress fracture. Now, if you think about that for a second, if you have something funny looking on an MRI, but you don't have any pain, does it seem like it would be that big of a problem? Because it doesn't really seem like that big of a problem to me. That's a stress response. A stress response is a normal physiologic process that happens as the bone is actually getting stronger. A stress reaction is where you've done too much and it's going to get weaker. A grade three stress fracture, which is what this person had send in the question, well, a grade three stress fracture is where you do have pain, you do have something abnormal on your MRI that shows up as an inflamed bone, and you have a crack. So when you have a crack, that's a bad thing. Obviously, it's got to heal. It's got to repair itself. And if you're applying stresses in the same way that caused it to crack in the first place, it is definitely going to get worse if you apply stresses in the same way 
again instead of letting it heal. That doesn't mean that you have to sit still. That doesn't mean that you have to do zero. You just have to do things that maintain your running fitness while you actually heal that crack. That's the key. Now, in the case of this particular runner, I know her question was really, what does that mean? And can I run or not? Well, that information alone sounds like a lot of information, but it's really not. What's more important when you have a grade three stress fracture of the tibia is not whether or not it's a grade one, two, three, or four. The really important thing is where is it located? So when I talk to doctors at conferences, this is the thing I teach them. Like if you have a tibial stress fracture and it's in an area of the tibia, like in the middle of the tibia that can heal and it's pretty stable, that's one thing. But if you actually have a grade three stress fracture of the tibia, but it's what we call the distal tibia, the part of the tibia that's down at the end of your tibia toward your foot and it makes that big lump at the inside of your ankle, well, if you have a tibial stress fracture there, those oftentimes need surgery to put screws in them to keep them from displacing and turning into an ankle fracture where your ankle is broken. That is a huge problem. And so that is one of the riskiest. And so there are basically four kinds of stress fractures. I tell doctors, you really need to watch these closely and maybe think about surgical intervention to prevent it from getting worse and to let the athlete heal faster without making that crack worse. So I don't know where it was in this particular case, but if it was a distal tibial stress fracture and it was a grade three, I would say absolutely not, no matter what, because you have got to get that thing to heal or you might wind up with a broken ankle and that would be worse. So make sure you understand not just what it is, what all of that really means and where the fracture is located to decide whether or not it's appropriate for you to start ramping up your activity. So get that information out of your doctor or get a second opinion right away. Now listen, if you really want to understand how bad your stress fracture really is, you have to understand the different forms of stress fractures. And this is something I teach to you in the Stress Fracture Masterclass. Now, it's free. You can go sign up. It's at docontherun.com slash stressfracturemasterclass, all one word. And in this session, I'm going to teach you the differences between stress response, stress reaction, and stress fractures and what all of those different stages really mean to a recovering runner who wants to run and maintain your running fitness while recovering. So just go to docontherun.com slash stress fracture masterclass and sign up now.